The Powers on Sports podcast is brought to you by Titan Home Lending, Print and Marketing Solutions, and Star Alvarado. Enjoy the podcast. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. A kick. It is To beat the man, you gotta beat the man. The two one swung lane drive right there. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the run of the play. This is the Powers on Sports podcast. All right, welcome in another episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. I'm your host Jason down in Tampa. We are mid-August, about three weeks away from the National Football League season, three weeks from actually tonight, which is Thursday night of this recording. We will kick off with the Lions and the Chiefs from Arrowhead, so we are getting close. Most of the training camps are wrapping up. Week two of the preseason will be concluding this weekend. Most teams will get out of training camp mode and kind of back into their regular season mode as we come towards the finish line of preseason. We'll see some cuts and some trades happen here in the National Football League here in the next couple of weeks as rosters have to be pared down from 90 to 53. Uh, There'll be a lot of movement and such here in the next uh, 10 days or so. So be on the lookout for your favorite team to see what they are going to do. Um, This episode of the podcast, we're we're gonna preview the NFC North and AFC West divisions. I'm going to give you a rundown through each division, each team. Uh, we're going to break down some storylines for each team. So that'll be a good, uh, give you a good preview. Remember, if you're looking for previews from previous divisions, check out the previous episodes of the podcast. The last couple of weeks, we've previewed the AFC East and NFC East, as well as the AFC North and NFC West. Uh, we had Tyler, Tyler Jones and Zach Gelb help us with that. So check out the last couple of episodes of the podcast uh, and then tonight. And then next week we will hit the AFC South and NFC South divisions to wrap it up um, as we head towards the regular season. A lot of fantasy football drafts. I know I've got two this weekend. My two leagues that I'm in, we're having our drafts on Sunday. So there'll be some interesting uh, maneuvering uh, as we get towards these picking these rosters and such. That's always a fun day for me is sitting down for about five hours and knocking out two drafts with all the fellas uh, that I've played with for many, many years. I've been in one league. I've been in both leagues. Actually, I've been in right about 20, 25, almost 25 years with both leagues. So uh, a good bunch of guys based out all over the country, but uh, a lot of guys based out of the Alabama area. But we got guys in the league from all over the country, from New York to Texas to Florida to Alabama. So sure with you and your leagues enjoy those moments that's always a fun uh some good fun camaraderie with the guys and, and you late and some of you guys have ladies in your league drafting your teams and all that kind of good stuff so there's always some good uh good laugh to be had at the draft with people making wild picks and crazy picks and all that stuff so enjoy your fantasy drafts as those are, are fast approaching here uh, as we get towards the end of the preseason. Uh, all right, before we get to the uh, the division previews, we want to hit a couple topics. 
uh, of the week. Remember, uh, Powers on Sports Podcast, if you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform. You can find uh, me on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it at JPO Sports. Love to hear your comments. Uh, you can also find my, me on the YouTube channel, Jason Power Sports Channel, for all the YouTube video interviews. I'm also going to be hosting a couple of other podcasts called the No Quarter Given Podcast, which is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer-centric podcast. We just put out a new episode this week uh, talking about the quarterback situation and such, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask. But again, No Quarter Given Podcast is a Buccaneer-centric uh, podcast, part of the Buck Power Dot com podcast network and I'm also going to be hosting a podcast called the Florida Football Insiders which is kind of a college football centric podcast surrounding all the college football teams in the state of Florida and that will be starting not next week but the following week the week of the the week of the August 28th um, speaking of college football week zero is going to be happening next weekend there'll be a few games next weekend and then the full-blown college football schedule will, get, will be underway Labor Day weekend. There'll be some good matchups Labor Day weekend, highlighted by Florida State LSU. As part of my Florida Football Insiders podcast, we will have the voice of the Seminoles, Jeff Colhane, as well as the voice of the Florida Gators, Sean Kelly, on the first episode. So you want to get a good uh, synopsis if you're a Gator fan or Seminole fan. Also going to have J- Joe Zagaki, the voice of the Miami Hurricanes, on. Uh, as well on the on the first uh, couple of episodes, as well giving a little preview of, of the Miami Hurricanes. We'll be like I said, we'll be covering all the teams in the state of Florida from a college football perspective, and we'll obviously hit some national college college football national uh, topics as well throughout the podcast. So, um, so there's your podcast information for you. Again, uh, check it out. Love to hear from you. Tell your friends about it. If you guys are football fans, it's a great place to be and. Uh, the Florida Football Insiders is part of the Coast to Coast College Football uh, Podcast uh, Network as well. There'll be about uh, there'll be a handful of podcasts that are all college football centric related to that. So I'll give you some more information next week about that. But that will be kicking off again the week of the twenty eighth. All right, big big event this Sunday. This Sunday is the World Women's World Cup final in Australia pitting England and Spain. If you've not been watching the World Cup since the United States got eliminated, there have been some great games, especially in the quarterfinals and semifinals. There have been some wild finishes, some great goals, some late drama, a lot of late goals in the last uh, five, six minutes of regulation. Uh, England beats the home, the host country, Australia, 3-1 to one in the semifinals. On Wednesday, a just a couple of mag. If you didn't see the game, a couple of magnificent goals in the game. One by England, one by uh, Sam Kerr of Australia. England gets through to, to now. They're going to face Spain, who took care of Sweden. They scored a very late goal to beat Sweden two to one. So again, two great semifinal games, and which should set up a really really good final on Sunday. Again, no United States. Speaking of the United States. Vlat the the carnage has uh, has come to come home to roost. Vlatko Andonovsky, the head coach of the United States uh, women's national team, resigned late this week. Um, that was kind of an expected move, obviously with the disappointing finish, uh, and just seems like there was just some uh, conflict in the in the in the squad as far as the the players go, as far as the strategy substitutions. So the United States is in in the search process for a new head coach. We to see who they 
make a run at to try to go get. But uh, England, Spain in the final on Sunday, Fox Television. I think that's a 6 a.m. kickoff Eastern time. So um, check it out if you, if you haven't been watching. But there's been some great goals, some really good play. These are probably the two best teams left in the tournament, no doubt. There's no fluke here. Both these teams are really, really good. So I uh, also want to give a shout-out to all the all the people out in Hawaii. Uh, be thinking of those people, all the, all the disaster they've been going through with the wildfires. Uh, death toll is well over 100 now. And they're still, from all indications, somewhere around 1,000 people still missing, which is not a good sign, which means they're going to they're gonna find a lot more probably uh, uh, people that have passed away due to these terrible wildfires. Uh, there's obviously there's been some major problems as far as the uh, the warning system out in Maui and all that as far as the population and the people go. So there'll be some ugly things there that will come out. But be be thinking about those people out in Maui. Uh, lots of people lost a lot of thing people, property, their livelihood, everything. A lot of people struggling out in Maui. So uh, give a shout out to those to the people out in Maui and all the uh, first responders that are contributing to the efforts out there. So. Uh, Messi and the uh, Inter Miami just keep keep creating more and more drama with Inter Miami. What a job by Messi! He's scored in every game that he's played. Uh, Miami's now in the uh, the League Cup final, uh, but, but again, the story has been Messi. What a job by Messi! Uh, just sparking the interest in the league, producing on the field. He's worth every penny that they've spent, and the league has spent on him. So good for good for Inter Miami and good for Messi to put together so many great great performances in a row. Uh, and Miami's playing in their League Cup final, I think, this weekend as well against Nashville. So we'll see uh, if you, I, that game is probably on Apple because I know Apple has the uh, majority of the uh, MLS games these days. So if you have Apple, check out Messi this weekend in the soccer final. So, all right, a couple baseball notes, and then we'll get to the NFL previews. Um, the Wander Franco situation, if you don't know about that, Wander Franco's been put on the suspended list by MLB pending an investigation. Some uh, There's some uh, allegations that he potentially had a relationship with underage girls uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, you saw there's there's been some uh, internet pictures and such posted. Uh, so we'll see how that investigation pans out. But again, not good at all for Wander Franco and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays, on top of losing Franco, have lost uh, Shane McClanahan for the year. Tommy John surgery going to be his second Tommy John surgery on his left arm. Going to miss all of the rest of this year as well as most of, if not all, of next year. So just a terrible break for uh, the Rays. And again, Franco with his issues, I would not expect him to probably play the rest of the year. Would be my guess. And if obviously the the uh, story is validated about what's going on with him. And he could be in some major legal trouble uh, involving that uh, underage uh, females and such. So stay tuned to that. We'll see how that. He, but again, Wander Franco's on the on the uh, the baseball suspended list um, pending the, the the result of the investigation. So you'll probably see that uh, probably take a couple more weeks at least, probably to to, to settle itself out and figure out what. MLB is going to do from a suspension perspective, but uh, Wander Franco could be in some big, big trouble criminally and legally if the allegations of what's being report, what's being suspected, come true. So, uh, yeah, just just a tough situation. So, uh, Jim Harbaugh, college football wise, Jim Harbaugh, his suspension was 
not accepted by the NCAA. The agreement they came to that he was going to be suspended for the first four games, that agreement has been uh, tabled and kind of thrown to the side. So as of now, Harbaugh is not going to be suspended. Uh, I don't know all the details of what prompted the suspension. I think it's had some something to do with some potential recruiting violations of buying meals for players four, three, four years ago. But um, be interesting to see what happens with Harbaugh if he gets suspended at all. So, but as of now, he's going to be eligible to coach. Um, again, most of uh, you know they Michigan had a pretty cupcake uh, first four games anyway. So probably wouldn't have been that big a deal. But to me, if you're going to suspend Harbaugh, you can't allow him to coach in the games and, and suspend him the other six days. I mean, excuse me. You can't let him coach six out of the seven days a week and the only game you don't let him coach, the only day you don't let him coach is game day. Either you suspend him for the entire week or you don't suspend him at all. So not a fan of the of the game day only suspension. Either suspend him for all every day of the week for four weeks or don't suspend him at all. Um, so we'll see how that uh, what, if there's any other further punishment with Jim Harbaugh um, as we move forward. So uh, again, college football gets kicked off here in just a little bit. Uh, NFL preseason again, wrap up week two. Uh, if players are going to play, it's going to be this weekend. So if your uh, your favorite team, they're probably not going to play many of their starters, but if they do, it'll probably be this weekend. They will not. Most of your starters will none of your starters. Most likely, for majority of your teams, will not play in week three as they lead into the regular season. So, um, there's your news and notes from the week. After after we come back from our, from our uh, from a word from our sponsors, I'll give you an NFC North and AFC West preview. So, thanks for finding us. Tell your friends about the podcast, and we'll be back in just a minute. Powers on Sports Podcast. And now a word from Titan Home Lending. Are you in the market to purchase your first time home, relocate to the state of Florida, or just purchase that second home or investment property? Well, if so, Titan Home Lending can help you get financing for that new home purchase. Reach out to Jason Powers, 205-790-1404, and I can help you get pre-approved in less than one day. A pre-approval is critical in order to make that offer on your home. You want to know how much of a home you can make an offer on, and getting a pre-approval will allow you to do that. From an FHA, VA, conventional loan, jumbo loan, bank statement loans, there are numerous loan options out there to help you get into your house of your dreams. You can also renovate. You can do a renovation loan, which will allow you to make home improvements and finance the costs into the loan. So reach out to Titan Home Lending anywhere in the state of Florida for your next home purchase, 205-790-1404. Now a word from our partners at Print and Marketing Solutions, as well as Star Alvarado, our realtor here on the podcast. If you have any buying and selling needs anywhere in the Bay Area, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. She can help you on the selling side or the buying side of any real estate transaction here in the Tampa Bay area. From St. Pete to Tampa to Wesley Chapel and anywhere in between, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. And Print and Marketing Solutions, my guy Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. Todd's located on the corner of Lineball and Gun Highway over in Carrollwood. Todd can help you with all of your print and supply needs, corporate events, golf tournaments, signs and banners, 
marketing pieces, color copies, anything in between. Todd is your print and marketing specialist. Again, print and marketing specialist, Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. All right, welcome back. Powers on Sports Podcast is NFL Divisional Preview Time. This week, we are talking NFC North and AFC West divisions. Two divisions that uh, won with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and then you have another division kind of in transition. You have uh, quarterback changes in uh, uh, Green Bay. You have a lot of expectation in Detroit. You got some overhaul in Minnesota on the roster. In Chicago, a lot of, lot of hope and hope with Justin Fields in year three. So let's start in the NFC North. Let's go to the Chicago Bears, 3-14 and 14 in 2022. Um, again, the storyline for me here is is, is year three, Justin, Justin Fields. Remember the Bears made the big trade prior to the draft. They traded with the Carolina Panthers, and they traded, and as part of the trade, they did not trade Justin Fields to potentially draft Rice Young. They kept Fields. They traded the uh, the pick to Carolina. Carolina took Bryce Young, but the Bears also got back DJ Moore, a big play wide receiver, which they desperately needed to pair up with Mooney and Claypool. Uh, no more David Montgomery in uh, Chicago. They uh, they are uh, again the the, the storyline here is the is year two Matt Eberflus. Can Justin Fields finally has some weapons now? He's got DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Mooney. Got a good, decent running game. Khalil Herbert and company. So can can Fields take that next step as a passing quarterback? We know what kind of runner he is. He's an excellent runner. But again, to make some hay in, in the NFC and in this division, he's going to be, need to become a much better passer. Now he has some weapons to do it. Matt Eberflus, year two. Uh, can he get the defense in line? The defense was not, not great last year. Remember, Eberflus is a defensive guy. Um but again, we'll see with a lot of lot of hope in Chicago that they think the Bears can make a big jump to potentially win seven, eight, nine games this year from the three and fourteen run last year. So, uh, to me, that'll be the uh, the the barometer will be how much does was Fields progress in the passing game. Uh, again, year two, the same system, same offensive coordinator. Again, some 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 much better improved weapons around Fields to help improve in the passing game. So. All right, let's go to Minnesota. 13-4 Vikings, year two of, of uh, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, the Vikings, again, they were the, they were had a great – they made the playoffs last year, lose to the Giants in the playoffs. Uh, they won a ton of one-score games. I think they won 11 games by less than one score, which I think was an NFL record. The offense we know we know about Cousins. No more Dalvin Cook. He's been he's been he was released and now signed with the New York Jets. You still have Jefferson. No more Thielen. You draft a receiver Jordan Addison out of USC to pair up with Osborne. You got a really good tight end in Hawkinson who you traded with Detroit for, which is a really good move. Um, the question with Minnesota is defensively. They were a, a sieve on defense last year, one of the top, bottom two or three worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, the defensive coordinator was run out of there, and they bring in Brian Flores, the former Miami coach, New England defensive coordinator, to, to run the defense. So we'll see what they do. A lot of new starters on defense. It will be pretty young on defense. Uh, Justin Jefferson, will he get his new contract? I imagine he will probably get a new deal done before the regular season starts. Again, he is a all-pro top receiver in the NFL, you know, number one option, no doubt about it. Um, 
Can Alexander Madison be the answer in the backfield to replace Dalvin Cook? Much cheaper option. They, they saved a bunch of money with Cook. Uh, again, Kirk Cousins. Uh, we know he's a very solid quarterback, but can he win the big, big game in the come playoff time? And can the defense at least be in the top 15, 16, 18 in the league? Because that's where they're going to get gashed is on defense if they're not careful. Uh, this should be a pretty good team again. Uh, they open with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, team that I know well, so in week one up in Minnesota. So year two, Kevin O'Connell, 13-4. and four. I don't expect them to be 13-4 and four again. Uh, this is probably more like a nine, maybe ten win team. Uh, so we'll see how the deep, to me, the, the key here is the defense. Can the defense improve their production uh, to at least be in the in the you know middle of the pack of the NFL with Flores running the defensive show? Because O'Connell's a good offensive coordinator. you got good skill players. No Dalvin Cook, so we'll see what Madison can do. But the Vikings look to be in contention here again this year in the NFC North. All right, let's go to Detroit. Nine and eight Detroit Lions. If you remember the Lions, with the, the, the tremendous effort at the end of last year, going into Green Bay in week, week 18 and beating the Packers, keeping them out of the playoffs in a game the Lions didn't have anything to play for. The Packers, I mean, the Lions with a uh, just a really good team, really good year last year, poor start, but what a job by Dan Campbell keeping that team together. Jared Goff, really good, uh, really good offensive system. Uh, you had Jay, uh, you know, you, you got Amon, Saint Amon uh, Brown, the wide receiver. You got good running backs. They get the, they get, they get Montgomery from uh, the Bears. They get rid of DeAndre Swift, send him to Philadelphia. This is a team on the rise. The D, again, the defense is the issue here. They had some major overhauls in the uh, on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. They drafted, they signed free agents in the secondary. Aiden Hutchinson was a really good player, defensive end, top two pick, top two or three pick in the draft last year. Really good defensive player. If they, again, if the Lions can be in the mid 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 teens defensively, their offense is going to be pretty good. I think Jared Goff had a really good year. Um, again, he fits perfectly, I think, in that offense. They've got really good skill players. Uh, remember, Jamison Williams, they, they, this is one of the teams that had a couple of issues with gambling suspension. Jamison Williams going to be suspended for the first six games due to the gambling uh, issues. But uh, this is this definitely is a team on the rise, and many many people think they're gonna they potentially can win this division, and or at worst make the playoffs as a wild card. So nine and eight Detroit coming into twenty twenty three, again defense will be the issue here, and can Jared Goff match kind of what he did last year? Can the offense match what they did last year? If they do, I think they're going to be a serious contender here in this division to win this division outright. So last team in the North is the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, we know what all the drama as far as finally pulling the the, the rip cord on Aaron Rodgers. Packers were eight and nine last year. Again, choked, spit the bit in Week 18 at home against the Lions. Uh, Jordan Love is the guy now in in, in uh, Green Bay. They're gonna they're gonna lean heavily on the running game early in the year. Two really good running backs, Dylan and Aaron Jones. You got the young wide receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They drafted a really good tight end, Luke Musgrave, who could be a factor this year. But again, this is a year all about seeing what you have in Jordan Love. This is he's this is year four for Love. This is his opportunity to play. So I think he'll do better than people think. Will he be Aaron? Will he will he throw for 30 touchdowns? Probably not, but they're gonna run the ball a lot. They got a good offensive line. This is a year. Can the Green Bay defense finally live up to the hype? A lot of number one draft picks on that defense, a lot of talent, a lot of money invested on defense. It's time for this Green Bay defense to live up to the hype of what they look like on paper. 
Uh, again, big year for Matt LaFleur. We'll see what he can do post Aaron Rodgers. Um, can he develop Jordan Love to make him a competent quarterback and a productive player? Again, I think he runs a pretty good system. And again, the running game is good with Aaron Jones and Dylan. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. Again, this is a winnable division here as well. I think the winner of this division will probably be at 10 wins. I see, I think 10 and 7 probably wins this division. I think this is a very, a lot of parity in this division. There'll be a lot of beating up on each other in this in the NFC North. I think all four of these teams are improved, meaning they're all going to be bunched together. Any one of these teams can beat each other on a given Sunday. So again, uh, Green Bay, 8 and 9. My lean would be to Detroit to win this division with probably Minnesota coming in second. Um, maybe Minnesota Green Bay fights for that number two hole. I think Chicago will still be a fourth place team, but they will be much improved. They'll probably win six, seven, eight games. This could be a very tight division separated by no more than one, maybe two to two games at most between first and fourth. You could have an eight and nine Chicago with a with a division winner at ten and seven. I can definitely see that being a possibility. So there's your NFC North uh, division breakdown again. Uh, very might be might be have, have the most parity in the league in that division as far as competitiveness of these teams. All right, let's head out west to the AFC West. Um, you obviously have the defending Super Bowl champions, fourteen and three Kansas City Chiefs. You had the Chargers, you got Vegas, and then you got Denver with new coach Sean Payton. Let's start in Denver. Uh, obviously, the disaster that was Nathaniel Hackett last year uh, is out. Sean Payton brought in to to help resuscitate Russell Wilson. See if he can be resuscitated. Uh, Denver had a disaster. They were five and twelve. Again, all the the glamour and the glitz about Russell coming to Denver last year did not play very well. Did not mesh well with with Hackett. Obviously, Hackett did a very poor job running the team. Uh, you're going to see a much more structured, disciplined Denver roster. I don't know if they're good enough though in that division to be a factor because the offensive line is not was not great. They got some good skill players. You got Wilson. Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, you got a good tight end, you got a great coach, a great play caller, schemer. Defensively, they were pretty good. They lost, remember, they traded Bradley Chubb last year. Uh, so no more Bradley Chubb, but you got Sertain, uh, you got Justin Simmons in the secondary. Defense should be pretty decent. Uh, won't be elite, but should be pretty decent, but a, just a brutal AFC and not the easiest division to be in. Uh, I do expect them to be better. Will Russell Wilson be old school Russell Wilson? Eh, I don't know about that. But I think Sean Payton will do a nice job in keeping them competitive most every week. Uh, I would anticipate somewhere around 500 for Denver. 7-10, 8-9 kind of year for Denver uh, in year one with Payton. Let's go to Las Vegas. 6-11, the Raiders. Uh, their move last year, they obviously get, they get rid of Derek Carr, who goes to New Orleans. They bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they obviously they still have uh, you still have Devonte Adams, you have Josh Jacobs who's who led the league in rushing last year, who's who who still hasn't signed his franchise franchise tag. I do think you'll see him uh, in the you, you'll see him prior to week one. He's not going to forego a portion of his ten million dollars salary. Offensive line, can the offensive line for the Raiders hold up? Because if they can, they got a chance to run the ball pretty well with Jacobs. But can they protect Jimmy G to keep him healthy? Obviously, Jimmy G's problems have always been health-related. When he's played, he's won games. Can you get the magic back between McDaniels and 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to incorporate Devontae Adams. You, you brought in a couple other guys. You got, uh, they did, remember, they traded Darren Waller to the Giants in the offseason. The defense has to improve as well. I mean, you got, you got a very good defensive line with Crosby and Chandler Jones, but the back end of that Raider defense, linebackers, defensive backs have not been good uh, the last several years. That's the part of the team that really has to make the biggest jump. Um, They'll be competitive from an offensive perspective with McDaniels. And, if again, if Garoppolo can stay healthy, they'll be competitive there. But can the defense withstand the onslaught of offense that they're going to see in that division with, with Herbert, with Mahomes, with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? That's my question with the Raiders. Um, again, probably a 7-10, 8-9 kind of year I would anticipate out of the Raiders. Uh, would it shock me if at some point maybe Devontae Adams gets traded? It would not. Um, so keep an eye on, on that, if that, especially if the if the if it goes south in a hurry in Las Vegas, I could definitely see a scenario where they would trade Devontae Adams during the regular season, potentially. Big year for Josh McDaniels. Again, I don't know how patient Mark Davis is going to be, but year two of McDaniels. Um, remember, it's it's the McDaniels and the the GM is is Ziegler, both Patriot guys. Uh, we'll see. They they need to see some progress. You don't want to go backwards here. Do the Raiders need to draft a quarterback? That's the question you're going to have to answer at the end of this year. Uh, again, Garoppolo signed for three or four years. They drafted a guy, Aiden O'Connell, out of Purdue, who's played well in the preseason, who they like. So maybe he's the answer there. But can the Raider offensive line continue to run the ball as effectively as they did last year? And can you get some more help with Devontae Adams? Uh, on the offensive side, Jacoby Myers and company. So, all right, Kansas City Chiefs, 14-3. and They win the Super Bowl last year, beat the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, in the, in the dramatic uh, finish of the Super Bowl. Um, again, Mahomes, Reed, Brett Veach, the GM, just a great combination there. They just do nothing but reload. They won the Super Bowl last year with a very young defense. The one issue you have to, you have to concern yourself with is Chris Jones. Will he report? Looking for a new deal. A um, lot of contentiousness, it seems like, and what you hear in the reports in the media between Jones and the Chiefs. I don't think Jones will miss a lot of time. Uh, he might miss a game, maybe a, uh, maybe a game or two in the regular season. But again, I do expect Jones to be back. Wouldn't shock me if they get him a new, short, uh, a new contract, a short-term deal uh, to get him paid because he's the anchor and the engine of that defense. They don't have to be great on defense there. They just need to be somewhere middle of the pack because that offense is so good with Mahomes. You still got a lot of young receivers. You, you got uh, Pacheco at running back. You got Kelsey. But when you have Mahomes and Reed, you're going to be in every game, and they're going to be a prohibitive favorite to win this division again uh, at 14-3 and three last year. Maybe the I mean maybe one of the top five QB coach GM combinations in NFL history. They just do such a great job with talent there, bringing in young guys that play and they develop the guys. You're going to see some more young guys at wide receiver. You'll see some uh, again. Don't be surprised. Running back. You'll see some some guys. They find ways to get product production out of their wide receiver core. Sky Moore is a guy to keep an eye on at wide receiver this year. Year two for Sky Moore. Played you know contributed a little bit late last year. They really like him. But you're going to see the ball get spread around to a bunch of different guys this year on offense as far as the wide receivers go. Uh, and again, you still have Kelsey at tight end, who's 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 a Hall of Famer. So. 
look for the Chiefs to be prohibitive favorites in the division, 14-3. and three. Will they win 14 games? Probably not because of the strength of the AFC, but they should they should be comfortably win this division. Uh, over, uh, to me, would be the clear favorite to win the division here in the AFC West. So last team we'll hit on is the Chargers, L.A. Chargers, 10-7 uh, and seven regular season. Remember, they made the playoffs and they had the calamity uh, of all calamities when they blew the 27-0 lead in the wild card game at Jacksonville. Just an unforgivable loss. Surprised that uh, Staley survived. I could have seen and definitely seen a scenario where he was let go. They do let go of the offensive coordinator and bring in Kellen Moore from Dallas. That should be a very good combination. He and Justin Herbert together, that ought to be really good. They got still got... Excellent wide receivers. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They went out and drafted the kid from TCU, Johnson. Uh, tight end wise, they're good. Running back wise, you still got Eckler, who's again not happy with his contract, but he he'll be there. Um, but again, when you have Herbert, Eckler, and those wideouts, you're going to score a lot of points. And I like the I like Kellen Moore, an offensive coordinator, throw the ball down the field more. So look for a big year. Um, Herbert signed his big new extension in the offseason as well here in the last three weeks or so. So Herbert's under under contract. This is a big year for the Chargers. They better make the playoffs, or I do think Staley will be in trouble if they don't make the playoffs. I think Staley will be removed as the head coach uh, because you can't have following up the Jacksonville debacle. You can't not make the playoffs. And, again, the AFC is stacked, so it's going to be a very challenging uh conference to even make the playoffs as a six or seven seed with as much talent as much uh top heavy teams that the afc has but defensively again you got uh khalil mack you got bosa you got derwin james on defense uh jc jackson coming back from an injury this is where this defense needs to step up man we know the offense is good but the defense has got to step up and be a championship level defense if they do i think they could push the chargers They've been very competitive with the Chargers the last couple of years, uh, especially on scoring enough points. But the defense has got has got to answer the bell here. I want to. I don't want to see Bosa being injured for four or five weeks with a groin injury. Khalil Mack still got something left. Can Derwin James play a full season and all that stuff? That's the question there. And and Chargers figure out ways to lose games, whether it's in the kicking game, whether it's you know. Just stupidity, kind of mental blunders that the Chargers have made over the years, the last couple of years, especially with Staley in charge. Remember, he loves to go for it on fourth down. They go for it a bunch, probably too much. Uh, but you'll see a uh, very aggressive uh, team in, in, with the Chargers. Again, firepower galore on offense with Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Got really good players on defense. It's time for the players to play like the back of their, uh, their uh, uh, baseball card. So, Big year for the Chargers, or I think you'll see some wholesale changes in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, coaching staff-wise, and even potentially GM if they don't make the playoffs this year. So uh, I, I like the Chiefs to win the division. I like the Chargers in second position. In third and fourth will be a battle between Denver and Vegas. In the NFC North, I like Detroit to squeak out that division. I think Minnesota and Green Bay will be right there within one game, and then I think the Bears will be competitive, but a fourth-place team with the Bears in Chicago uh, there. So there's your NFC North, AFC West preview. Next week we'll do the NFC and AFC South divisions. Uh, we will have TJ Reeves, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Radio uh, Buccaneer Radio Network. Uh, we'll be previewing those two divisions for us uh, as well. Uh, part of Buccaneer Radio, he'll give us a great preview of those two divisions. So, again, appreciate you finding us on the podcast. 
at JPO Sports on Twitter slash X, YouTube. Uh, for the YouTube video interviews, go to Jason Power Sports Channel. Again, if you haven't already done so, hit, hit subscribe on your podcast platform, and every every podcast will get right dropped right to your phone when it gets inputted. So, thanks for finding us. Have a great week. A lot of high school football starts around the country. Uh, starts here in the state of Florida tomorrow night, Friday night for me. So, if you have a high school. Uh, uh, athlete in your family. The football year is here and about ready to get going in full full bore. Uh, college football is about a week away, and we're three weeks from Sunday away from the first Sunday of the National Football League, and about three weeks from tonight away from the uh, first opening night of the NFL, Kansas City hosting the Detroit Lions. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the World Cup. See you next time, Powers on Sports Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.